not going to continue with the topic that I was doing the last time. Last time I was talking about the name of Jesus, but I really felt to this really change the direction. Um, I felt to just share what, you know, I feel is, is going, because basically what's going on with, like, with my, myself, how the Lord's working on me, and how he's changing me on certain things, and it's really quite... Um, it's quite convicting, it's quite um, stirring, and I believe it will help you as well. And it's to do with like preparing for the Lord's coming. And you know, the scripture says in Philippians chapter 1, it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. So we have to take the time out to ensure that we are constantly working out our salvation. We are constantly reflecting and looking what should be done to um, draw closer to Christ and to do what he's asked us to do. And one of the scriptures that really stirs my heart is, you know, when you read certain verses of scripture, it just like, it just, it just hits you just like that. I want to read this scripture here, right? And it's in Matthew chapter 7, and it, from verse 13, and it reads this. It says, it says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate Everybody say, wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Then it goes on to say in verse 15, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? And even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by your fruits you will know them. I in verse 21, it says this. It says, not everyone, this is the thing that really convicted my heart. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name, 
and done many wonders in your name. And when I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You who practice lawlessness. I won't go on to read the other verses of Scripture. Um, but there's so much that's packed. It's loaded with so many different things right there. But the thing that really stands out to me right there is knowing that you could have served the Lord, done so many different things, um, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, live for the Lord, and at the end of it, know that at the end of it, he says, depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Man, it just, like a cold shiver, goes down my spine when I read that. And it just makes me really wonder and think, Lord, what is it that I need to do to make sure I make it? Because it says, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is that way that he wants, that leads to life. And God has made it such that we have to go through the narrow way in, in order to enter and experience real life. And the Bible also says that in the book of Hebrews, that without holiness, no man will see the Lord. And his way is holy. And his, see, it's interesting. Ozzy said something very interesting. He said that we're, we're not worthy. It's true, we're not worthy. But his blood has made us worthy. It's because of the blood of Christ. His blood has paid the price. Because the Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. But because of the blood of Jesus, he has made a way for us. So with this said, we need to cry out to God constantly. Saying, Lord, look at my heart. Look at my life. Look at how I am conducting myself before you because I want to please you. I want to make you happy with my life. I don't want to just go with the status quo, with, with the doing the, the, the religious things of, yes, Lord, I've paid my tithes. Yes, Lord, I've gone to church. Yes, I've, I've, I've done good. But it's about knowing him. It's about knowing him. So let's look at a few things that will help us on this journey because this is a journey and it's a marathon to get to know him. So the first thing here I've got, how can we prepare to know, how can we prepare for the Lord's return? The first thing is, is this, that we should grow in knowledge and in intimacy with the Lord. We should grow in knowledge and in intimacy with the Lord. And I want to read 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 1. And I, there's so many different... Now, in the, this particular chapter, there's so many different verses that I think would be key. But um, I'm going to just jump to different ones. So we'll start from verse 1. 
And it reads this. It says, this is my second letter to you, dear friends. And in both of them, I've tried to stimulate your wholesome thinking and refresh your memory. I want you to remember the holy prophets said long ago and what our Lord and Savior commanded through your apostles. Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth, following their own desires. They will say what happened to the promise that Jesus happened, uh, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again. From before the times of our ancestors, everyone has remained the same since the world was first created. And then jump into verse 10, it says, But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise, and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire. And the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives should we live looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along? On that day, he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. And then jumping to verse 14, it says, And so, dear friends, while, you, while you, are, you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to, found, to be found peaceful lives, to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Then jump into verse 17. It says, you already know these things, dear friends. So be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose, lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever. Amen. Again, this is packed with so many different things. But my, my point in, in wanting to bring to us is this. Look, when, you know, us as married couples, we, we, we know each other to a, a, a decent way in the sense that you'll know what this person, your, 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 your spouse is going to do. If something happened, you'll see the spouse do something. Mm, yeah, you, you'll know how they'll react. In other words, we, we know each other. We know each other's flaws. We know each other's idiosyncrasies. We know our dislikes. We know um, the things that really irks each other. 
And it's, it's the same, we can have that same kind of thing. As you get to know the Lord, you get to know the things that he likes, the things he doesn't like. As we grow in the knowledge of God, we get to understand that the thing that he, that really the Lord, he, he hates, he hates like lying, he hates sin, he hates anything that will cause him to be grieved and cause and like idolatry, anything that is causing the relationship to be infringed, God is, is, is really saddened, and the Holy Spirit is grieved. And so because of that, we have to draw back from these things, because as we said earlier, without holiness, no man will see the Lord. But as we press in and say, Lord, this is me, I've... I've got some issues here. Can you help me? Can you help me to be like you? Lord, I know you don't like me watching this program. I know you don't like me eating this thing. Lord, I like eating it because this thing that I'm eating, I enjoy it to the fullest. But whatever it is that the Lord is highlighting to you, we have to be honest. We We have to respond to him because... Um, the Bible says that all things are naked and opened before the Lord. So there's nothing we can hide. You know, sometimes we think we can hide. You know, once, once everybody will w- w- gone home and stuff like that, then it's like, ah, I can do, I can go and do, do these, these, these secret things. That, listen, God is watching, you know. God is there. He can see everything. So the best thing to do is just say, Lord, look, I want to honor you. I want to please you. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be like a Pharisee, but I want to be pleasing before you, and I want to know you. I want to know you intimately. I want to grow in the knowledge of you, and the things that you need me to change help me to change. The great thing is, is just like in the, in, the, in the scriptures, we get to see so many different ones who had intimacy with God. Like we, we can see like Joshua and Moses, different ones, and Jonah. I mean, that was quite a, a lovely illustration of how, you know, we can be at times. He was rebellious. God wanted him to go and preach to Nineveh, and he was just running away from God. I know I've run away from God many, many times. And he was running away from God. In the end, as we know, God got him in the whale, the belly of the whale, and he came to his senses and he was ejected. Then he went to go and preach. But during that time, God, he, was, he, was, he got to see and understand God's mercy. He understood that he can really interact with God and express in his heart and really say, those people don't really, those people are bad, Lord. And he was just carrying on in, in, in a way. You know how we can be sometimes before. And that's, you see how that banter was going on, that, that, the, the way how they were conversing. 
God wants to converse with us like that as well. He just wants us to just be just honest and pour out our heart before him. We don't need to come with any formalities. We don't need to come with any special way. Oh, gracious heavenly father, I come before thee. And as I stand before your gracious throne, can you cause your glory to fill this room? Then I know that you are here. You don't need to do all that. We can just be us. All right, mate. How's it going, Lord? Yeah? Just, just be honest. This is all. I won't say any other. Because <laughs> that's the one I know because I, I was born there. So <laughs> if you're Igbo, you can speak your Igbo. Whatever, you know, whatever your tree, you speak your tree. Just be honest. and Just speak how you are free with him. Because the way you speak with him, he can speak with you. And he can be honest just as you need him to. And as you speak with him, he will highlight those areas that you need to address. You see, God is after relationship. And as soon as we give our hearts to Christ, we enter into this journey of knowing God, of having intimacy with him. We enter into this journey of having our lives exposed. Like, Lord, I didn't know that about myself. And you think, my goodness. Lord, can you have mercy on me? Because this thing here, I'm, I, I, Lord, I had no clue. I had no clue. Please change me. Help me. In the book of Matthew chapter 5, it's got the Beatitudes. And in the Beatitudes, it's got many things that are really helpful. One of the things that it says, it says there's, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. One of the things that we need is to really hunger and thirst after righteousness. Lord, can you help me to hunger and thirst after you? You know, as we feed off his word, as we're in his presence, we are changed. Prayer is a key thing, of course, with the communication with the Lord. And it's not just us about telling, 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 telling the Lord. It's about waiting. It's about listening. Saying, Lord, what is it that you need to do in me? Lord, where do you need me to go? Jesus said this, as I hear, I judge. Because remember, everything that Jesus, when Jesus went out on the streets, he did not do a thing until he had something from heaven. He had a word from heaven, and then he acted out of that, which is why when Lazarus died, he did not need to do a big fanfare. Hold on, let me do a big prayer meeting so that 
Lazarus can be raised from the dead. This was all done in the prayer room. And he knew that our heavenly father had that all in hand. And so when he was, he actually knew it was done. But he did it for the sake of those that were around him. Lazarus raised from the dead. He knew that it was going to happen because he had foresight of that. And he knew that God would do it. And it was done in the spirit realm. Because he spent time connecting. Not only connecting, but then hearing and then obeying. And he was just there to bring glory to God. And that is just what God wants to do with our lives. Use our lives to bring glory to his name. That as we connect with him, that as we get to know him and have growing the knowledge of him, we can be like Christ on this earth. This, the next thing that I feel that is really important in order for us to prepare for God's coming, for Jesus and his second coming, is this. It's to guard our hearts. In the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything we do flows from it. Our thoughts, our attitudes, our beliefs, our actions, everything comes from it. The other day I, I thought, I was just in my office and I, all of a sudden, I, I was just, I said, let me just check on my, my boys just to see what they're, they're watching. They're, and they were just about to get into this deep part of watching some horror movie. I said, what? Get, shut that thing down. Shut it down. And inside that horror movie, you know, like with these horror movies, you see like lots of flashes of demonic symbols. It started to come. Stop it right there. I got just in time. And I started to explain to them that when you open yourselves to those kind of things, demonic spirits enter. And so they quickly, they understood, and then they went to watch something else. My point is, their heart was exposed. Their ear gate their eye gate was exposed to something that could have impacted them in a negative way. And when we, what we hear, what we see, can change the course of our lives. This is why the scripture says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so the opposite occurs. If you don't hear faith and you don't hear the word, what comes? Doubt, unbelief, fear, 
fear comes and it grips you. And so with this, it's so crucial that as we go along these, day, these days, because as you look at the news, all kinds of things are happening and things are increasing. The Bible says that there are wars and rumors of wars. But we need, there is a safe place in the presence of God. There is, a, there is comfort, there is peace, there is hope in the presence of God. Just as we know that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Being in the presence of God, protecting your, your heart, hearing good news, hearing the word of God, hearing things that will lift your faith, lifting your hope up and giving you something to live for. Because a lot of people these days have just like, sometimes have just like even given up. Because there's nothing in their eyes to live for. But there's a lot to live for. When you receive Jesus, because he gives you hope, he gives you a future and a purpose. Another reason why we must guard our hearts is because if we don't guard our hearts, it will impact upon our relationships with God and with man. Our relationships with different ones will be impacted. With the things that you input in your mind, once again, the things that you believe. You see, because it impacts your belief system. And whatever you believe, you act it out. You live it out. Because in your eyes, this is like your reality. This is why in the book of Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night, for thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. And then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. As we meditate in this world that we're living in, in this time that we're living in, as we feed, as we meditate, and as we ponder, and as we mutter, the word of God, it will bring tremendous peace and tremendous hope and will help our heart to be preserved. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, it says, get rid of of all bitterness and rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with malice. And in Colossians, I think it's Colossians chapter 3, but it says, set your affections on things above, not on these things of the, on the earth. We need to 
tune our mind, set our focus on the word, not on what you see, not on what you feel, not on the negative news you've been told. But you see, when we receive negative news, we need to go to the Word to find out what the Word of God is saying to help us to navigate our way out of that situation. Because remember, Jesus has paid the price for everything for mankind. Salvation is not just us getting our ticket out of, out of here, in one sense, or, or away from hell. But it's, also, it's, a, it's a holistic thing. The whole of us, our relationships, our mind, our soul, our body, every single area, our relationships. Jesus died so that we can have a holistic person be made again. I want to, to stop there. And I want to pray for, for us as we prepare for the Lord's coming. And I just want us just to bow our heads. And I want to pray for the first thing, where you, if you're, if you're not um, a Christian and you would like to give your heart to Christ, you'd like Jesus to come into your heart so that you can be saved, I just want you to raise your hand because this is the first thing in preparing for the Lord's coming. there's anyone here like that, just raise your hand. Okay, I see no one. And then if you're here and you would like prayer just to rededicate your heart to the Lord where you've you know that if the Lord was to come back right now, you know you would not go to heaven and you would just like prayer for that. Just raise your hand before the Lord, and I'll pray with you. Okay. I'm just going to pray for us that as we continue on of this journey, that the Lord will help us to prepare. Lord, I just come before you right now, and I thank you for this opportunity. I pray, Father, for all of us. You see our hearts. You see our lives. You see our weaknesses. You see that we are of dust, of the dirt. Father, I pray that you will help us to get to know you intimately. Lord, help us to walk along 
that narrow path. Help us to walk along that path that you've set, that path of holiness, right living before you. Pray that you will strengthen every person here and that you will encourage each person. Lord, help us to really develop our walk and our relationship with you so that we can please you and make you happy. We pray that you will move upon every heart. Help us to protect our hearts. I commit your people into your hands. And I thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.